it's, it's literally just going to be holiday slash post Thanksgiving takes. They will be serious in the context that we're talking about them. But don't, I mean, don't take it too seriously. You know what I mean? It's one of those podcasts. Welcome to the Sick Palette Podcast. I'm your host, Deepa Shreether. And let's get into thing one. Okay, guys. It's um, late at night, Friday. I've gathered my notes. I'm hoping we can get this out Saturday morning. Get it going. Thing one. The thing I want to talk about is your leftover turkey sandwich. And I get it. You see Bon Appetit. You see, the, I mean, it's there's that very, very famous Friends episode. Leftover turkey sandwiches are sacred. But here's my first thought on it. People that are making and the amount of media that is making a big deal about your Friday being engulfed with making this sandwich, this iconic sandwich, right, with your leftovers, I've got to tell you, everybody is doing the Thanksgiving leftover game all wrong. When you are ready to make your sandwich, it needs to be Saturday and the last day for sandwich making Sunday. It, it's, a, it's a 24 hours window that starts on Saturday. Why? Why, do you, why am I saying this? Because Friday, if you're doing Thanksgiving on the level that you should be doing Thanksgiving, right? That, that hopefully you're blessed to do Thanksgiving. Then Friday, you should just be literally grabbing the mac and cheese from the fridge, some bits of turkey, and, you know, splashing some gravy on it, whatever you want to do. It should still be you making plates. The reason why a leftover turkey sandwich should be in play is because now you're left. Now you're left with things that can't make an actual full plate. And now you have to make a sandwich. And that's, I think, correct. And I think it used to be that way. And this is what happens, I think, with a lot of food media. You know I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring media into this conversation you're like it's not that deep Deepa you're right it's not that deep but I will say it's I want to say it's the past three years maybe three years four years it's crazy I open Instagram and I am just engulfed with like bon appetit food and wine everybody everybody just really already got that sandwich glamour shot being like, make your sandwich, make your sandwich, make your sandwich. I don't know. I, I understand it's, it's, a, it's all about making sure you have content 
It's making sure your content is relevant. It's, it's, a, it's a hits market. I get it all. I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm just saying, you as the consumer of this food media, you, I'm telling you, don't get sucked in and then bungle up your leftovers program because big food has partnered with Big Sandwich. And by the way, I love sandwiches. Love them. Love them. They've partnered in this, in this particular way to program you to think, okay, Thursday I've just made a huge meal, cooked, hosted a lot of people. Friday I got to make my sandwich and get it up on the gram. I'm here to take it back, okay? Post your sandwiches on Saturday, Give yourself a day. This is supposed to be a break, okay? And they are making you capitalism takes everything that's fun about just like celebrating a holiday and tries to find ways to make it stressful and for you to be pressured into making content. Make the content, make the content, make the content. Force yourself out of that, out of that Thanksgiving rigmarole. That is made up, by the way, three years ago. Make your sandwich on Saturday, like, like, a, like a human. I'm doing it. I'm making my sandwich today, today. Because that is the way. That's, that's, that's number one. Number two Number two, I know this might be a, a, a bigger ask, a more difficult ask, but the same rules apply for making a great summer tomato sandwich. If your sandwich doesn't have chips, it's not, I, it's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. The chips need to be around your turkey sandwich and in your turkey sandwich, okay? Chip layers. That's seasonal. That's, oh, wait, wait. What's, that's annual. That's perennial. What are um, botanists, help me out. What am I trying to say? That's, that's all year. Do you say that's seasonal? Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm losing track right now. <laughs> Chips belong in your sandwich all year around. That's all I'm trying to say. Um, number three, number three, if you really want to make your turkey sandwich bang, I mean bang, I mean sing, you have to add some sort of urga. And maybe you're saying to yourself, what is urga? It is basically spicy Indian pickle. Is it that my plan for today is I'm getting some mango urga. Okay, and it's a it's the kind of pickle I'm talking about is we make it by cooking lots of spices and chilies in oil and then marinating big pieces of mango or or whatever that will give you tang and letting it sort of marinate, ferment even for a few days. And then we basically jar it 
and it is the most delicious condiment. It is usually very acidic, um, depends on spice levels. You, there's some milder urgas out there. You can go from mild to really, really spicy. Guess where I like to land. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to make a mango urga aioli. So that way I've got leftover brioche buns. And we're just going to make sure that's that top, top layer. So if you really want to make that turkey sandwich work, really work, and also that way you have urga in your house, turkey and urga, incredible combination, unbeatable, especially with the chip layer. Oh my God. Listen, this sandwich is going to be so good. I've been thinking about this sandwich all week. (laughs) And that's also why I didn't want to make it Friday, okay? Maybe you're thinking to yourself, maybe she's making a big deal of this because she wants to post her. Yes, I'm going to post this whenever I want to. Absolutely. But also, I don't like people being like, make your sandwich on Friday. You shouldn't be working on Friday. You should be like, I was working on Friday, but normal people should be like able to just sort of take a moment and just like eat their leftovers on the couch without having to worry about posting their sandwich content on TikTok, on Instagram, on on however you're doing it. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, guys, that sandwich I've been thinking about, it's happening today. Very excited. Let's move on to thing two. And you know what? Thing two, thing two. For all you nostalgic SP heads out there. (laughs) Thing two is about weather, okay? And weather is here, unfortunately. Winter weather is upon us, okay? And I'm talking about the way that Austin does weather is... It's it's so unnerving. I was talking to my cousin who lives in Michigan. And he's from Houston originally. But essentially, what we were talking about is the fact that the reason why, especially in Texas, winter is so unappealing is because you have the gloom and... um. It, it, it like stays in that 40s, 50s area for like a few months and it gets dark easily. So it's like the grass gets brown and you're just sort of in this, it's that milk toastiness of it, right? Don't get me wrong. I hate February when it gets really cold. But there's something about like, if you're going to do winter, if you're forced to do winter, then you want to be somewhere where like it it looks picturesque. It looks like winter belongs. Winter does not belong here. And that's why it's weather when it's here. You know what I mean? And how do you combat weather? Because it seems like it, it's just becoming more and more prevalent in our days, right? We're having to deal with the fact that Austin now has weather and it's worse every year. 
And as everyone knows, I deeply hate it and I don't do well. I, I don't do well. But I will tell you what's been helping me out is finding things that I specifically like to do in the wintertime here in Austin. Does it make me feel like winter is on part? No, but it's really helping me out. Finding myself winter traditions has really helped me out. And so far I've unlocked two. Unlocked two. Technically, maybe three, the fact that, you know, red wine works so well at this time, but that's, listen, we're, we're drinking red wine in the summer. It's that, uh, fine. Neither here nor there. First one. First one, what I realized is we have, for you non-Austinites, we have a hotel right in the heart of downtown on 6th, called the Driscoll. It's a very, very old hotel. It's a very classically Austin hotel. Like, it's one of those that's like, you know, it's, it's, it's iconic. It's, it used to be like old school luxury. You know, it's um, really, really, really old. I think it's, It's basically like since the late 1800s. Um, It's not a place I would ever go in the summertime. But it makes the most amount of sense to go meet someone for a drink in the wintertime. It is a wintertime spot when you want to be like, let's go really classic Austin tonight. You want to go into the Driscoll. And that's what Thanksgiving night, I met my friend Alex and we just started a new Thanksgiving tradition where we went and we had a martini. We got the big giant pretzel. They do these giant pretzels on these like basically meat hooks, but it's a pretzel, a little bit of beer cheese. And it felt right. It was cold. It's like, you know, that dark, like mahogany wooded dining area makes sense. You're like, oh, yes, I want to be bundled up here at the Driscoll. It's a feels like a nightmare to try and do it in the summertime. It's just not a summertime spot. But I'm so happy it exists because it really was like, wow, this is what it means to be in winter in Austin this fits. It's beautiful. And it really unlocks something in my brain. And I thought about it. I was like, what is another winter thing that I can look forward to? And I'll tell you what, something else, something else that is not South Indian, but God, I love it so much. And it's one of those very, very, very sort of iconically North Indian dishes, classic dishes. And that is butter chicken. I don't want butter chicken in the summertime. It's too heavy and it doesn't make any sense. Wintertime? Oh my gosh. 
That is Butter Chicken's Time to Shine. Maybe some of y'all aren't familiar with Butter Chicken is an incredible dish. And basically, it's a marinated chicken, usually in yogurt, spices, usual suspects sort of energy. Some people put a little cream in there already. I don't. Um, and then you make yourself a tomato gravy of sorts, spiced. Then you take that tomato gravy out and then you sear, sear your chicken. And you know I'm doing this in a cast iron. Add the tomato gravy, add a little pad of butter, add a little bit of cream, throw it in the oven, take it out. Oh my God. It's, it's delicious. And you want just, you know, tons of naan to just soak it all up. The gravy and the chicken. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's perfect. And that, that is winter, winter coated. Those are the, the two I've unlocked so far that I'm like, literally only in the winter time can I go down this route. And I'm happy to do it. Happy to exist. So, but that's what we call adapting, baby. Anyways, enough weather for the episode. Let's get to thing three. So I've had this unique perspective, right, when it comes to holiday season in America. You know, like, like I've mentioned before, for Indians, we, we really get the party started in October. Navratri, then Diwali, and then, then, you know, if you're an Indian immigrant, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. So it's, it's, it's Q4. Q4 is the slog, okay? Um, so when I say I have the outside perspective, one way, like especially when you're trying to understand these new holidays, right? Christmas is universal. It's literally everywhere. But, you know, if, if you're a, a Hindu Indian and you're coming into this country and you're trying to figure out, like you're, you're still on the outside looking in. You know, you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure out what it all is and what you're supposed to do for these holidays. And one of the biggest touchstones of holidays is food, right? You, you can then equate food to sort of help you understand. It's the easiest way to understand a tradition is food right? Easiest way to understand culture is food. Food is like truly the great uniter. Food. If your food is dope, it's hard to be bigoted. It it, it just is. That's just part of it is. No one should be, no matter or not your food knocks. (laughs) Everyone deserves, right? The same respect, but it does help this is not this, this is not the take I was trying to get to, but it does help if your food tastes great. It's, it's just it's just tougher, right? Um, but but also it helps shape what a, a holiday is, right? It's, it, 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 it goes both ways. I've had so many people ask me, okay, what do you make for Diwali? And then explaining the food 
that I equate with Diwali helps somebody on the outside get get that sort of ability to be like, oh, okay, I can I can get through here. I understand how to do this. Same thing with American holidays or Western holidays. Thanksgiving, really well mapped out. Truly, truly the most like well-defined sort of what you eat on Thanksgiving. You have it really well laid out for you. Um, and, you know, that has a lot to deal with the fact that it comes from pretty dark roots and it, and it is a singularly American holiday, right? I know Canadians do something at some point, but let's, let's all, let's all live in the realm of reality. Okay. We love you, Canada, by the way. I got Canada listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. I know, I know that was like, you know, few weeks for you, right? And uh, thank you for subscribing. <laughs> uh, New Year's, incredibly well mapped out, right? You need your black eyed peas. New Year's brunch feels like a really easy place to land. Um, you got oysters, you prime rib. Everything feels very like, okay, I know how that menu is supposed to at least, the, the shape of that menu, I know. And then you have Christmas. And even though Christmas is the most well-known, right? It's one of the most important holidays on the planet. That's just, that's just the truth of the matter, right? It's like huge, and it can be as non-secular and secular as you want, want it to be. But I'll tell you what. Tough menu. Tough menu to figure out. And me growing up in Texas, you know, tamales always felt like the holiday classic, right? But it's really regional. You know, it's... First off, tamales are great all year round, absolutely. But tamales, especially during the holidays, felt very akin to how I grew up here in Texas. But when you're trying to figure out what you eat on Christmas, there, there is no roadmap to it. There really isn't. And and that's fine, you know, like, it's just, um, it's interesting because I'm now in my 30s and, you know, thankfully, you know, very blessed to have my full, my, my whole immediate family here in Austin. Um, but, you know, as... As I'm starting to feel more like an adult, I'm having, I'm having my own holiday traditions too. And I'm trying to figure out like, what does Christmas look like for me? What does it mean to have a Christmas? Um, and, and so 
as I'm trying to figure that out, right? We grew up with a tree. We grew up with, with certain things, but we, it wasn't Christmas in the way that, that a lot of families do Christmas. And so I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. Um, I have a feeling tamales are going to be a big part of it, but I don't know. I also have a feeling like tamales are going to be on that menu. And so is biryani. I made biryani for Thanksgiving and I was like, oh, I think, I think holiday biryani is the way to go. I think, I think there's something there. I already have a whole plan for next year's Thanksgiving which involves some really outlandish biryani takes that I won't that I won't uh, talk about right now. I'll wait. I'll wait. But y'all just know next year it's coming. It's coming. But yeah, so I'm I'm really trying to figure that out. I would love comments. I would love people's takes. Let me know what y'all do for. Christmas, because your girl's out here trying to figure it out. And I don't know. I love this time of year for these reasons. I hate it for weather. I hate the wintertime. And I'm trying to find touchstones for me to feel like I can, I can get into this gets dark at 5 p.m. kind of zone, you know? So, yeah. But speaking of a holiday menu, guys, we do have the very last menu of 2023 at the Training Kitchen with the Million Texan Kitchen. It is up. It does have holiday tamales on it, but it is a Kerala take on it. Um... It's a menu that really is like um, Kerala meets Mexico, and I'm very excited by it. Uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but those tickets are out, and it's happening mid, I think it's January, not January, December 14th, 15th, 16th. So join us on a South Austin farm and have a very South Indian Texas holiday with us. Um, Also, Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday is happening in two days, right? When this drops, two days. And if you're trying to figure out what you want to get for somebody, a stocking stuffer, a virtual stocking stuffer, uh, something that you think the, you know, resident foodie in your family needs. This is a great time to get somebody a sick palate substack subscription. Gift it to people. Let people know. If you have somebody who wants to take on a walk on the wild side of recipes, they want to get hot takes, they want to sort of really get a range of content. Don't, don't, don't be shy. Let them in on that subscription Substack lifestyle. Um, and last, last plug, episode two of Kandipa Texan is out now. It'll be in the notes. 
Um, thank you guys so much for the love for episode one. Episode two is Jaggery Caramel. And I'm really excited by this episode as well. So check it out. Would love a like, a subscribe, show your support. You guys are amazing. Um, I'm just really excited because I feel like I'm getting back in the swing of things of this Substack, and I have big, big plans for it, 2024. And yeah, I'm excited to grow, grow our little Substack community. Let's blow it up, y'all. All right. I'll talk to y'all next week. Goodbye.